0: Welcome to the Valor Vault Podcast, the official podcast of South Willamette Valley Honor Flight. The Honor Flight organization treats World War II, Korean War, and Vietnam War era veterans to an all-expense paid trip to Washington, D.C. to experience their memorials and to receive the public gratitude and thanks they may have never experienced. South Willamette Valley Honor Flight is a hub of the National Honor Flight Association, covering Lane, Lynn, Lincoln, and Benton Counties of Western Oregon. The goal of the Valor Vault podcast is to record and preserve the stories of our local veterans. Each week, you will hear from a different veteran as they tell their military stories and tell the stories of their Honor Flight. Some weeks, we will feature behind-the-scenes stories and interviews from the Honor Flight trips themselves. Some of these recordings are taken from the production of our two documentary films. Forgotten Heroes, An Honor Flight Story, tells the experiences of World War II veterans. Welcome Home, An Honor Flight Story, covers the Vietnam War era. Both films can be seen at www.swvhonorflight.org. The interviews featured on this podcast are unedited, as we don't want to take anything away from the veterans' stories as they choose to present them. This week, we're talking about Edward James' niece. He was born on January 14, 1942 in Van Nuys, California. The family moved to Sam's Valley, Oregon in 1946 and again to Eagle Point in 1950, where he graduated from high school in 1960. He was an athlete and he loved playing football. In 1962, he enlisted in the Air Force serving as a nuclear and conventional weapons specialist on a weapons crew for the F-105 Thunder Chief until his discharge in 1966. He remained in the Air Force Reserve until 1968. Ed was excited to go on his honor flight this fall, but unfortunately, he passed away June 8, 2023. His daughter, Debbie, reached out to our honor flight family to let us know he would be unable to attend And we expressed our condolences for his passing. It is our goal as an organization to help as many veterans experience an honor flight as we possibly can. In this instance, Ed passed away before he could go, and so we have continued to work with Debbie to make sure Ed's stories and memories can be preserved. While Ed is unable to go, Debbie will be joining us in his place for the Portland area part of the trip. I also asked her to join us here on the Valor Vault podcast to talk about her memories of her dad and why honoring veterans in any way we can is so important. Here now, Debbie Neiss. Debbie Neiss, welcome to the Valor Vault Podcast. Thank you for taking time to talk to us today. Now, this is gonna be a slightly unusual interview because we're not talking to someone who's necessarily a veteran, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. What we're doing is, uh, we're, we're bringing to light something that occasionally will happen where someone a veteran applies to go on an honor flight They get all excited. They all they get all gung-ho to go and then Unfortunately, they pass before they have the chance to go on a flight Now this happened to your dad who was really ready to be going with us in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about how you Came to know honor flights and how he became involved in getting ready to go
1: well, I th- Believe I picked up a flyer at the veterans hospital when Dad was up there in Portland area, and I actually secretly put his name in. And he, it was supposed to be a surprise for him. So sadly, he passed June eighth. But then I got the call shortly, two or three weeks after that, that he was accepted for the honor flight. So it was, it was, it was a wonderful surprise. I did tell my mom about it, and so we were very honored to get the call.
0: So, had he heard of the Honor Flight program? Was he familiar with it at all?
1: Um, I, he was because I was, I think I took, I remember taking it into the hospital room and saying something to him about it. And I was looking at that, there was a uh, brochure and we were talking about it. And he was like, that's amazing. And how, you know, going back to Washington, D.C. with, you know, fellow, you know, um, people who had been experienced what he had in the Air Force. So I remember showing him why he was, but he was, you know, in the hospital at the time. So.
0: Right. So tell me about your
1: dad. My dad was a wonderful man. He uh, he was great. My mom and dad have been married. Well, they were married fifty two years, mm-hmm, and they met right after he got out of the Air Force. So he was in the Air Force from sixty two to sixty six, um, and he was uh, highly talked talked a lot about his Air Force days. He loved it. So he you know did a book for us and told us our stories. And he loaded uh, nuclear weapons on the F one hundred and five Chief. So I hope I have all, the, all correct, but he used to tell us stories about all the, the, what the guys would do, how they would load, um, all his temporary duty assignments, and how he went from, you know, and then over, um, over to Japan. But when they made a stop, it said, don't touch the coconuts because they had, you know, radioactive or something. So he was very proud of his Air Force days.
0: Awesome. Now, a lot of times, I mean, I'm just kind of generalizing here, but sometimes people come back from from a war, especially Vietnam, and they they just, they don't really want to talk about it. I talked to a lot of, of veterans who just, this is really the first time they've opened up. Could you tell what it was about your dad that made him open to sharing stories from his military days?
1: Yeah, he never shied away from that. He was proud. He was very proud to talk about it. He had a great experience um, he always encouraged others to go get involved in the military, no matter either whatever branch. But he said it was the best decision he made, and he made some great friends. And he was still friends with some. Um, I think they lived back in the Midwest. But right before he passed away, he he reached out to him, got some pictures from their Air Force days. So I mean, he was a he was a fabulous dad and uh, put us first throughout his life. So I was very thankful.
0: Any favorite stories from his, from his military experience that he shared with you? Things that you know, as a kid, when you heard this, you're like, "Wow, that's that's really cool."
1: He said that one time they you know they always do the the trial loading the nuclear weapons, and so one time he they got the call and they were lo- they thought they were actually loading them to be you know to go, and he said that kind of kind of you know freaked him out a little bit or you know they were you know are we is this live? Um, and then another time he writes about it in his book. That the pre—I think it was Kennedy, right? I think so. But that he—they were doing um, a, a display or they were going to put him on a display or a show for him, and he remembers him coming to the base. I can't remember what base it was, but he talked about that one a lot too.
0: Awesome. So I know this is—I mean, people won't be able to see this because we're just doing an audio interview. But walk me through the book. I kind of want to see what kind of stuff he's got in here.
1: Well, Dad took pride in putting like. DVDs to get, he, that's what he did in retirement. He made music. He took all his old uh, records, transferred them to USBs for us, so we would drive. And but this book, he liked to take all his pictures from the Air Force, and he was at Lowry. Then when he came home from leave at Central Point, he was a proud Eagle Point, alum, you know, alum. He graduated from uh, Eagle Point High. He loved his days. He was at George Air Force Base. He was telling me all about his radiation patch that they had to wear, um, and then. Uh, Then all this this friends that he made and how he was in Japan during the Olympics. And this is, he did some carpentry work outside when he was stationed, I believe this is in Kansas. And then he said he wrote, he was on the Hercules, the C-130 Hercules, the Lockheed and the Pacific flight in 1964. So he documented all this. This is where he said that don't touch the coconuts. Um, so he, he was really proud of his, his days there in, in Japan and he was lucky to have these photos, he said, and then he did gather some from some people.
0: Yeah. I'm seeing some Olympic rings on there.
1: Yes. He was there in the Olympics in the Tokyo in 1964. So he, he was telling me about that too, how special that was. Let's see. And then, um, yeah, over the years he would... Encouraged, like I said, going into the you know military, whatever branch. But he he loved his Air Force, though. Yeah, he was in Osan Air Force Base, the 51st Fighter Wing. So, oh. and there's a picture of him actually loading, uh, reconfiguring the bomb pylon. And then this is in Osan. This was a picture of him on the ladder. I know you can't see it, but um, yeah, the Thunder Chief. And then we went to back to. Um, Smithsonian for their 30th birthday or for 30th anniversary. And we got to see an F-105. So at the museum there, that was like 20 some years, 22 years ago. So, mm-hmm.
0: so having a dad who was a, a proud military guy, um, how does that make you feel, uh, you know, both growing up as a kid and, and now knowing what it meant to him?
1: I would say more so, so now, Than when I was a kid, I was very involved in softball, and he was very involved in my career. Um, And I remember him talking about his Air Force days a lot. But you know, I was kind of focused on you know going to college, play my sport, and dad was the reason I actually got that far. Mom and dad, but now I'm more um, in awe of it, and and I love to hear it. I was loving to hear his stories about you know right after Eagle Point, he went to the Air Force and. Just and he said the the places we got to go and the people we got to meet and the friendships he made and he just felt he was really proud. And to, I was telling uh, someone to this day, to the day sadly before he passed away, he made his bed every day and it was perfect. I would walk in there and I'd say, Dad, I'm impressed. That's just that looks great. <laughs> I go, How do you do it? Because he could hardly walk and he'd had a lot of surgery. He had just battled lung cancer, prostate cancer. Um, He needed back surgery, and he was just tough. He would use the little gripper and pull his curtains and make his bed. I was was proud. I was proud of him.
0: (laughs) So what has been your relationship with Honor Flight now that he was unable to to go? How has the experience with the organization been, even though you're not heading to Washington?
1: It's fabulous. I mean, I got the call from Dan. I I teared up a little bit, and I was honored that they're gonna we're gonna be up there for the dinner. Um, I was extremely excited, and I know Dad would have been very proud. My mom and I and my brother are gonna go up there, and um, I just I honor flight now. I feel like I'm a part of the family, even though sadly my dad isn't there. But I feel like now I have um, I will be able to share this experience, and now that I'm teaching. In Harrisburg, I want to bring that into our school system. So we talked a little bit about maybe bringing in some veterans and speaking to the, you know, the children and, you know, getting them familiar with the, the branches and all that.
0: You perfectly segued into my next question, because the other night when we talked, you had mentioned the idea of bringing veterans into the schools to talk to elementary school age kids or, I mean, any age kids why do you think that that's an important thing, and why do you think that schools should be embracing the bringing in of veterans to talk?
1: I think it's a great, um, I think it's a great benefit for ch- children of all ages to see the the different branches, the different um, opportunities after they graduate. Not only if it's a trade school, or if it's a you know a D one school, or D two, or a junior college, but you also have the military. You have something. There's another option there, and you do form those friendships, bonds, and there's a great career you can have there. You're fighting for your country, you're supporting. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be great. So yeah, we're going to try to tie something in here Veterans Day in Harrisburg. We're going to try to maybe get in some veterans and um, do a little curriculum, and, and I think the kids will really enjoy it, plus the community.
0: Okay. Now, Do you know if your dad had ever been to Washington, D.C.?
1: He had been to Washington, D.C. took We took them for their 30th but it was, he had some health issues. So I remember being there at Arlington and we had to go back to the hotel from heart issues, the heat. So he had been there. And like I said, that was 22 years ago. So he would have, and and it would cherished it, but it was in July and it was a little warm. So I just remember we had to take him back. So I'm sure he would have loved to have gone back and, and got to see
0: more. So, any final you kind know, of whether it's memories from this, but anything related to your dad and and the military that you'd, you'd like to kind of archive here on on an interview?
1: Well, I do. It's funny little story. All these years, you know, I've moved. I went to Iowa State, then I went to California, and boxes have traveled, right? He's like, "Have you ever seen my Air Force pin?" And I've been missing that little teeny Air Force pin. And I chair, you know. And so as I was moving, to, you know, packing up to come back here. I found it and a hat that he had put it on and I said he I told him I go you're never going to believe this I found your Air Force pin and it made his I mean made his year practically and he goes now if I could just find my Air Force bag we used it when we played on Mackenzie River Golf back in 1996 as a equipment bag so I got a hold of my friend and I said just questioning just wondering do you happen to have my dad's Air Force bag it's been 30 years. And she goes, you're never going to believe it, but we have it up in the attic. So she boxed it up and shipped it to him. And it still says his Air Force number on there and his name. And he was so thankful for that. Yeah, those two little things that meant a lot to him.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you for, for joining me today to, to kind of share some of those memories. Uh, one quick note I just want to add to, to, to just the regular podcast listeners. We do have a lot of veterans who have signed up to go on honor flights. Um, there's a lot of healthy veterans who have signed up to go. But if we find out that one is coming with us that has a, some sort of a terminal illness or has some sort of a, an issue like that, uh, they're going to go to the bump the, the front of the list. They're going to go to the top of the list, so we can make sure that they go on that honor flight. Um, now, unfortunately, in this one, we we weren't able to do that. But uh, I just want people to to know if you're thinking of applying and like, well, maybe you have some health issues, still put that application in because we will be willing to work with you to make sure if it's possible that we can get you on a flight. So reach out to us, let us know what we can do. The more veterans we can get to Washington, D.C. to feel honored, to feel thanked, to feel loved and appreciated for their service, the better off we're going to do. Anything else to add to that?
1: I just wanna say that dad was buried at Eagle Point National Cemetery and that was very emotional and very moving. It was a, it was a fabulous service and he would have been very honored. You know, he, he would have loved it, it was wonderful.
0: Well, I I can't tell him thank you for your service and and welcome home, which is usually what we like to tell people. But thank you for all you're doing to try to help honor him and to, to remember him even after he's passed away. Sorry for your loss, but thank you for all that you're doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Valor Vault podcast. Remember to subscribe for more veteran stories and tales of the Honor Flight. Our episodes are available at www.swvhonorflight.org and at valorvault.podbean.com.